Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Illinato, featuring LPGA Tour player Gemma Drybura. Gemma, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad we were able to get you on, and, um, you know, we, we, we were able to kind of connect with the help of Brianna Doe, so shout out to Brianna if she's listening to this. So Yeah, we'll, hi, Bri. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get straight into the questions. Where are you from, and how'd you get into the game of golf? So I'm from Aberdeen, Scotland, and my dad got me into the game from like, I was probably like four years old when I first nice. started. Um, yeah, and just kind of grew up playing with him, really. Yeah, I mean, that's four years old. That's that's the youngest I've heard so far. You know, I've, yeah. you know some people, you know, they start either kind of around their teens and stuff, but four years mm-hmm. old. So, I mean, so yeah. d- did your, your, your kind of family all play golf? I mean, I know from Scotland, Scotland, a rich history of golf. I mean, kind of, well, was that the only sport that you were playing when you were younger? Or did you play other sports? Um, no, I played a lot, a lot of other sports. Okay. Um, golf, I didn't probably take seriously until I was like 12. Um, so in between then, I kind of played um, football for me, but soccer mm-hmm. for you guys. Right, right, yeah. Um, that was my main sport growing up. And then, yeah, I played basketball, did a bit of track and field tennis mm-hmm. uh, a bit of everything really um so yeah really enjoyed other sports as well um so yeah golf wasn't just it but um definitely yeah. always enjoyed it and we always played it when we went on vacation and um just yeah always like being around the golf course and getting outside and stuff so um but yeah it's been a, always been a part of my life yeah and so I mean like I said you know Scotland rich history of golf kind of talk about what was it like growing up playing in Scotland and playing all you know the I mean, all the golf courses, there's so many out there, but, you know, there's the very, you know, yeah. iconic golf courses in Scotland. What was it like playing and growing up playing golf in Scotland? Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I, to be fair, I did move down to just outside London when I was 10. Oh, you did? Okay. So, yeah, it. so I used to always travel always travel back for, like, the summer tournaments. Okay. Um, always played um, the Scottish girls and the under-18s and stuff like that. Um, I think my first big one was the under 14 so I always kind of went up during the summer um to see family and play golf and everything so um yeah I actually um joined a club down south um in England so um nice. unfortunately didn't get to you know grow up in one of the amazing courses that we have in Scotland but I've played hey, yeah. a, a few of them so it's um yeah great place to be yeah you know i like i said you know before we started i i played junior college golf with the you know guys a couple guys from scotland and england and it's just so cool to you know to get to know people like that because i mean it's a whole nother kind of golf over there i feel like and you know and it's just i think that's so cool you know being able to hear your story um kind of talk about organizations and teams you played for i know over there um is sometimes high school golf isn't the end-all be-all when you're playing junior golf and stuff can I talk about what other teams or national teams maybe you might have played for uh so I you mean other sports or oh uh, yeah yeah or just or golf yeah just golf or you know other other sports as well yeah let's hear it of course um yes we always like grew up playing you obviously we do have high school teams but it's not kind of the same as the states it's Mm -hmm. um it's not really that competitive, uh, but I actually ended up going to an international school and it was a bit better there. We got to travel to kind of around Europe and play some high school, mm-hmm. um, other international schools. So that was a really good experience. I remember playing in Belgium and 
uh, Portugal um, with my school. So that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, golf has just taken me all around the world, which is I'm very thankful for. No kidding. Um, But yeah, and then you kind of play, we have a lot of county golf. um, So it's kind of like districts within the countries. Got it. Um, and we play a lot of match play in that. So I know oh. I, they always say the Americans kind of don't really grow up playing match play. Nope, not um, at all. <laughs> yeah, so we, we grew up playing match play, like from even on our junior team at the club, like we'd play uh-huh. other other um, clubs and they'd all be match play. So the county um, competitions were all match play as well. And um, yeah, I mean, even the British, I mean, I know the US Ams also uh-huh. match play, but right, our, right. all our you know big events are match play. So kind of grew up doing that and um I kind of missed that actually when it when you turn pro not playing match play because it's all stroke play isn't it so apart from yeah if you get on the Solheim team or anything like that so um it's nice yeah you have that experience that's so cool playing match play like you said I why we never I never played match play here ever and you know and that's cool and like you said golf has been able to take you on the world not only from you know where at the stage you're playing at now but the levels that you played beforehand I mean I think that's so cool to see how well your game travels um so I, I know you attended IMG right is that correct yeah yeah kind of, I went there yeah. when I was 15. okay yeah talk about what what was uh what was the transition like and why why did you want to go to IMG Academy well so I actually went for a few I think I went for one like camp over kind of winter time uh, okay. just after Christmas so like a week camp and then I went for I think the following spring during Easter I went for another week um and really enjoyed it like just it, you, obviously during the camp you're not going to school but you're just doing right, your sport right. um but yeah I liked it and um decided to go there full-time kind of the following year uh-huh. um so my I'm an only child so my parents actually came with me my dad kind of had oh. to go back and forth to the UK okay um, for work but um, my mom was there full-time because most of the people uh, most of the students kind of uh, do board board um at the school so okay. um, at least I had my parents there which was nice that's so nice a big yeah. transition um going from the UK to all the way to the US so mm-hmm. at kind of a young age so that was good but I, yeah I really enjoyed it um you kind of have what seven to each seven students to each coach okay so it's pretty it's pretty um pretty good and um you do school school half a day and then your sport the other half got it um, okay. and there's a lot of other sports there there's when I was there it was mainly tennis basketball um soccer baseball uh, they've got a few other sports there now, but mm-hmm. those are the main sports. So it's great to be around around other athletes, um, kind of all like-minded people. So and yeah. the goal was kind of eventually to hopefully get a scholarship to university. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because on um, I, I play for Sonoma State, and on our women's team we have a gal from uh, from IMG Academy. So I was like, oh, oh man, cool. like that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Kind of kind of talk about what what did the recruiting process look like whenever you're at IMG Academy? Because like you said, you obviously wanted to go you know, get a scholarship to go play at university. How much did they help you? And kind of how did you guys go about that? Yeah, they helped a lot. They had um, counselors for us to kind of um, go speak with and kind of get advice from. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really helped me kind of like narrow it down um, to kind of the schools I would want to visit and kind of consider as well um, for academics and also for golf. So um, it was really helpful and it was nice being in the States kind of during that process because yeah. I think it is tough being from Europe or abroad um, and having to kind of pick a school, you know, when you're so far away, um, mm-hmm. hopefully you can be able to visit, but I know a lot of um, people don't get the chance so it was kind of it was nice being in the states and being close to places to visit and nice. actually see the schools before going so yeah it was a good good process I'd say 
Yeah. And like you said, you know, you're very accessible because if you're in, you know, you're in the States, you, you can just kind of go to wherever you need to go. And not only, mm-hmm. I mean, IMG, I think, I believe, you know, in Florida and everything, I mean, that's pretty nice and, you know, great, yeah. great colleges, not only within Florida and everything, but um, yeah, it's, uh, that's great that they were able to help you along the way. I know when I was going through the recruiting process, kind of, I used an agency and, um, you know, it's kind of like you almost had that, you know, within your school and stuff. So I think that's great yeah. that you're able to have that. Um, kind of talk about, so you went through the recruiting process. What, what schools were you looking at and kind of, did you narrow it down to a couple or did you just have one in mind or kind of, what, what was that like? Yeah, kind of my top two were um, Wake Forest and mm-hmm. Tulane where I ended up going. Yeah. Um, kind of similar, kind of smaller schools. Um and both great programs, um, but yeah, Tulane ended up taking the the biscuit, um, and um, yeah, I'm glad I glad I ended up going there. So I kind of I didn't want to go to like a really big school, uh-huh. um, kind of want like the smaller kind of smaller school culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was a good fit for me. Um, but yeah, I love Tulane and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I'd love to talk about your years there. You know, you were a four letter winner who, you know, you played 126 rounds and 43 tournaments posted, uh, scoring average 74.33 over your all four years there, four time, all conference performer and three time, all Louisiana selection. I mean, you had a very, you know, you had a lot of, you know, a lot of awards given to you and, you know, your whole career, four years, 74.33, that, you know, that's pretty solid. 126 rounds, 43 tournaments. I mean, you played a lot of golf when you had your, yeah. had your time there, kind of talk about your years and, you know, the transition from IMG to freshman year of you know playing division one golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I had a great experience. Um, yeah, going from IMG to there was a bit different, but it kind of, it was a good way, like IMG really prepares you for college because you obviously have to juggle yeah. your sport and right. um, academics already. But um, I'd say with Tulane, um, when I first got there, it was kind of, it was a, like a lot of playing actually. Like IMG, okay. we did a lot a lot more like on the range and kind of drills and got stuff it. like that and when I got to Tulane it was like okay we're playing we're playing we're playing and I was like oh I don't have time to like work on stuff but that's uh-huh. actually what it's like on tour um so it was probably a good a good transition um and we probably get less time to work on our games when we're on tour uh-huh. now so um it's good to learn that early um but yeah it was um I mean freshman year it was it's always an adjustment whenever you you, you start college wherever you go but um yeah I loved I loved every minute of it and um had some great teammates some of them are out here now on mm-hmm. tour yeah um still so um yeah some great great friends made which was great yeah I mean I'd love to hear more you know just as your years progress how did your game progress through the years and kind of mm. you know what was the team atmosphere like and you know how did you guys place in tournaments and you know the ladies that were that you played alongside with yeah, so we, um, I think we won, we won conference a couple of times when I was there, mm-hmm. I think my sophomore and junior year, so that was really good memories. Yeah. Uh, we made it to nationals, um, didn't, I almost made it as an individual my freshman year, but then the next three years we made it to nationals, so I think our highest ranking was 14 while I was there, uh-huh. um, and I remember I think we came, I think our best finish in nationals was tied ninth. Okay. Um, wow. So yeah, some good memories from that, and um, yeah, we all always kind of had a had a good team, which was great. And um, my first year, I had four seniors on the team, so wow. little little freshman here. Yeah. Um, they the seniors were like the first team back after Katrina. Uh-huh. So oh, that's wow. why yeah. that's why it was so top heavy with seniors. Got it. Um, and then after that, once they left, I was kind of 
there was one other junior after that and we were kind of the team leaders from then on so yeah um, I felt like a, I had kind of a leadership role uh, my last two years which was which was nice a good feeling as well yeah. learned a lot from that Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's only going to make you not only a better person, but a better golfer, you know, because you, you yeah. got all these newcomers that are coming into college and you taking them under your wing cone and showing them the ropes. And, you know, you, I, I had a, a previous person on the guest and, you know, there's different phases of, you know, a golfer and, you know, you come in as the newcomer, you can be the person, or you can be, you know, the guy that's kind of the person's going through a slump and, you know, you're, yeah. you're able to be, you know, you were the newcomer and, you know, now you're the person and now you're the leader yeah. for those newcomers. So I think that's so cool. You're able to kind of see those different phases, transitions as you go through college. Yeah. Cause um, I know when you come in as a freshman, it can be tough because they're like, you know, with qualifying and everything and it's right. like, Oh, are they going to, are they going to take our spot? And mm-hmm. it's like, kind of sometimes can get in a way with like, becoming friends with your teammates because it can get so competitive it's very true but very i think true. we we were always quite a small team so we never really had those too much drama which was mm-hmm. good yeah no clicks on the team you don't want any of no. that so that's good that's great exactly. because i mean you're spending so much time with these ladies you know and you're traveling practicing like you said qualifying and you know it's very competitive yet still fun and you want everybody to do well you know i think that's yeah, great exactly. that's a great kind of chemistry to have on your team um kind of talk about as your years were coming to an end you know your junior senior year had you always wanted to turn pro kind of what was the plan for after college kind of talk about that a little bit yeah so yeah I always kind of planned to turn pro after senior year um I kind of planned my like um my class schedule around that as well I did summer school after my soft my in between my sophomore and junior year to kind of take away credits for my senior year Mm -hmm. so I ended up having like I think two classes my last semester senior year so I had I think I had a four-day weekend every every week so I could just like practice as much as I wanted and um, really get ready for um for Q school that was going to be the following following what would that be yeah that following uh, fall mm-hmm. so um yeah I kind of just kind of was always moving towards kind of turning pro after after college so that was kind of the plan yeah so I mean what how have your years been playing pro kind of talk about ever since you know you were started at Q school and to where you are mm-hmm. now kind of what's the difference between college golf and going to professional golf I think the biggest difference is you don't get everything planned for you. Like yeah. you're a college coach, like plan. You don't really realize when you're in college, but they plan all the travel, all the yeah. hotels, everything, and budgeting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of are, you kind of have to be your own your own coach almost. Yeah. Quite, you know, plan everything and um, yeah. So that's kind of the biggest transition. Like I know I started on the ladies European tour, mm-hmm. so there's yeah. a lot of like different countries and different cultures going to we went to India Dubai and all these places and Australia um so it's all like these different you know countries you're going yeah. to as well so um that was a bit of a transition uh but yeah I think uh, you, you learn quickly yeah I mean that and like you said you know it, you you kind of you have to be your own kind of coach and agent you got to plan everything out and you're forking yeah. the bill every you know everywhere you go not the that's school it. so I mean that's a, that's a tough yeah. it can be a tough grind you know but um you you kind of touched on your women's European tour experience a little bit I'd like to go in depth on that I'd love to hear more about what was it like playing at all those different countries tours and you know just I, mm-hmm. I think I just love the European tour I think it's just so interesting to hear about that kind of stuff so yeah, kind of talk about I, what it's been like yeah 
I love the LET. Yeah, it was a great place to kind of start my career as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's a very friendly tour. Um, everyone gets on really well, and um, it's you, you kind of a lot of the girls that you played kind of European golfers yeah. as well are out there. So that's nice. Um, and as well from like girls from college as well that went went to the US. So um, it was great to start out there, and um, we went to some great places. Unfortunately, my first couple of years out there, the kind of when the tour was struggling a little bit so okay. we did we had a pretty good schedule but kind of it kind of was getting gradually worse but now it's obviously um improved a lot and right, we're, right. we're coming back to you know a full season again which is great but um yeah it was a great place to start and um I also played a little bit of Symmetra during that time the mm-hmm. 2016 and 17 season mm-hmm. um so that kind of gave me a full season so I was playing LET in Symmetra um so that yeah great kind of couple rookie rookie year and then my second year as well so just amazing experiences to look back on we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors scrambling with donato is sponsored by our friends over at future champions golf future champions golf is a leader in junior golf player development no matter the player's skill level the amount of opportunity and competition they give junior golfers in numerous states is nothing like i've ever seen Not only is the competition top-notch, but they always have college coaches in attendance recruiting players. If you want to sign up your junior golfer to be a part of the organization, check them out on Instagram at futurechampionsgolf or go to their website at futurechampionsgolf.com. Definitely. And, you know, like you said, um, you know, you're able to play with some of the ladies that you played junior golf with in the ladies European tour. And then you play on the Symmetra tour. Has there been, you know, certain ladies that you've played with kind of all throughout those stages up to this point now, you know, kind of, have they, mm-hmm. have some of them been able to kind of, you know, go play with you along the way? Yeah. So this, so one of my very good friends, Rosie Davis, we uh-huh. started out our rookie year together. We played the final round at Q school at LETQ school together mm-hmm. and that's when we first met wow. uh, um, and then we've just been friends ever since so um, she was definitely one of them um, and I feel like well one of my good friends Charlotte Thomas she was kind of a year after me but mm-hmm. um, once she got on Symmetra and I think it was 27, 2017 um, we've kind of just gone up the ranks together that is um, so cool and yeah Lauren Kim uh, she plays for Stanford mm-hmm. uh, played for Stanford Mm-hmm. And um, kind of similar thing. Um, she was a year after, same year as Charlotte. And it's just great to kind of like go through the ranks together and yeah. kind of look back on Symmetra memories and, you know, now being on LPGA and just comparing things and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's great. Definitely. Um, kind of talk about what what's a different, you know, what's the difference between, you know, playing on Ladies European Tour, Symmetra Tour, and then LPGA Tour. Kind of talk about, you know, what, what is it, what's the environment kind of like, you know, what's the vibes kind of whenever you get to those different stages of those tournaments? Yeah, um, yeah, they're definitely all a bit different. Um, LAT, can I, I kind of mentioned it's very friendly tour, mm-hmm. quite relaxed, which yeah, is great. Yeah. Um, you're traveling to all the different countries, it's very social. Um, Symmetra is a bit of a grind, I must say. I bet, I um, bet. <laughs> it's kind of, it's quite hectic, like driving week to week and um, dr- a lot of driving and mm-hmm. um, you kind of get your travel partners and go from there. And yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't done a full year on Symmetra ever, so I, I know that's a full grind. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been lucky enough to kind of go back and forth between a few tours, but mm-hmm. um, but the L- LPGA is obviously like 
you know the best it's yeah, um of course it's where you want to be um the biggest events and the best players in the world um so it's when you get there it's like whoa okay this is <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be so cool. I mean, I, you know, I do a little golf photography, a little golf photography on the side, you know, and I've been just, cause I know there's been a lot of LPG tour events that, um, that are played kind of on the West coast here in the U S every mm -hmm. now and then. Yep. And, uh, they just kind of got done with that swing and I think it'd be so cool to go, you know, try and get a media credential for that because I've yeah, personally, I've, I've never been to an LPG tour event and I really want to go because like you said, it's a, you know, it's a biggest stage for the ladies, you know, ladies mm -hmm. that golfers, you know, best lady players in the world they are playing and i mean yeah. i think it'd be so interesting so hopefully one day we'll you know maybe we'll be able to kind of go and maybe meet in person or something i think that'd be so yeah cool. that'd be great but um kind of, so kind of switching gears a little bit i like to talk about what does your preparation look like when you have a tournament you know do you are you a person that likes to you know grind the whole week kind of i've had a, somebody on they like to kind of peak at the right times during the week you know mm -hmm. how do you go about your preparation yeah, so that's kind of changed as I've gotten a bit older. Okay. Um, when I first got on tour, it was kind of like, oh, must see the course as many times as possible. Uh -huh. uh, must practice a lot. And it's like you get you have a few years into and you realize actually you need to be ready for the actual tournament days. Right. Um, and, you know, see, uh, it obviously helps after you've had a couple of years on tour, you know, the courses already. Uh -huh. um, and if you have a caddy on the LPGA, well, we always have caddies and you know you just get them to see the course and you kind of maybe see it once and then you're good to go there you go um, and then you're you're rested for the for the actual tournament days because by the time you get to sunday um you want to have you know your peak energy then in mm -hmm. the back nine you want to be you don't want to be tired no um or flagging when you go down the back nine so um yeah i've kind of learned that as i've gone on that um rest is actually more important sometimes Definitely. I think, I think that's, that's a great way to go because you, you, like you said, you don't want to kind of burn yourself out as the weeks go, because I mean, that's, a, it's a, t I'm sure it's a tough grind going out there and coming down mm -hmm. the stretch on the last nine holes. Like you said, you want to have the peak, you know, your peak energy and everything, because obviously that's kind of where you need to make your money. there coming down the stretch. So yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. It was quite difficult the, my rookie year, because especially on LPJ, you want to see like some of the girls out there have seen those courses you know for the last nine or ten years so they uh -huh. know them well right and you're seeing them fresh every week uh -huh. so it's like you maybe play on sunday and you're like oh gosh i kind of want to take monday off but then i'm like then you're not in the pro-am wednesday so you're like well i have to play monday so uh -huh. it's, your rookie rookie year is kind of tough that way it's like oh it's kind of balancing whether you should play or not uh -huh. um so yeah it's you kind of learn as you go yeah, I think that yeah, that's that's a tough grind, and you know, I, I applaud anybody that goes out there and does that because I think, like I said, that's just that's tough. And like your rookie year, you know, it's almost kind of like you're 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 going into college, you know, like you kind of yeah. don't really know the ropes yet, and you're kind of just learning everything all over again. It seems like so. Yeah, definitely, you feel like a freshman again. Right, right. So you know, we talked about what your preparation looks like when you have a tournament. Kind of, what does it look like when you don't have a tournament? You know, what are some things you like to do outside of golf that kind of takes your mind away from it? Yeah. So um, yeah, during like a off week. Mm -hmm. um, I might kind of practice kind of five, six days a week. Okay. Um, I mean, if I've had like a run of events, I'll probably take, I might take a week off completely, mm -hmm. um, depending on the, the schedule and how it's looking. But um, obviously I like to see my coach when I go home mm -hmm. and um, I've got a putting coach as well. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, apart from outside of golf, um, I always, when I go home, always kind of want to see friends and family. And um, I've actually discovered that I know I walk 
for a living but I do love like walking and like yeah getting out in the outdoors and kind of exploring I kind of got that during our lockdown at home last during the pandemic uh-huh. um it's all we could really do so we kind of explored um <laughs> places I had never seen before and I've lived just yeah. it's just right out my back garden so um yeah I just I like going on walks and um yeah, I love football or soccer, mm-hmm. um, as you guys say. Um, yeah. That's a big passion <laughs> of mine. Um, always love watching those games and going to games if I can. Um, yeah. I'd love to play, but I I probably shouldn't because I don't want to get injured. But yeah, hopefully yeah, I can, don't I can do get, that. maybe play again once I stop golf. We'll yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that's great. You know, you have something that you're able to do outside of golf to kind of, you know, kind of disconnect you a little bit, because I think sometimes some people can get so caught up in it, you know, and they Mm -hmm. kind of put too much time and too much, you know, focused on the grind when you just got to kind of relieve yourself a little bit from kind of practicing away from it. Definitely. And, um, you know, I, that's funny. You kind of found the runner's high a little bit, but with walking, you know, you kind of, (laughs) kind of like to get out there and explore a little bit. So yeah, might as well. And I mean, it's kind of tough with quarantine, you know, whenever we were, whenever we were all locked down, it's kind of couldn't really do much. I mean, golf was kind of the only thing you could do, but yet you do, you do for a living. So that's it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to get away from it as well. Exactly. But, um, so kind of where do you see yourself in the next kind of couple of years? Do you have any certain goals that you'd like to accomplish maybe in the next couple of years, maybe two to five years, maybe? Well, I'd love to qualify for the Solheim cup. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, that's kind of a big like career goal of mine. Um, so hopefully my sights are set for maybe the the next one in Spain yeah um but yeah that's kind of a goal of mine in the next couple of years um love to just play more majors and kind of um get more experiences on that and um yeah I want to get my I don't have a full card LPJ card at the moment so I'd Mm -hmm. like to regain that and get myself established again on LPGA so um that's kind of a short-term goal as well of course. Yeah. I think, you know, Solheim Cup would be so great. Cause like you said, you know, you grew up playing so much match play and you have a lot of match play experience and, you know, and obviously playing for your country. I mean, that's gotta be one of the best mm-hmm. feelings in the world to ever do. So, you know, I wish you nothing but the best for that. And I'll be, yeah, at, you know, you. watching your results and everything. Um, so we're kind of going to the next segment of the show. I like to call it the ham and egg section where we just kind of ask them for fun questions, get to know, you know, get to know you a little bit more. Um, so mm-hmm. kind of first, first question is what would your dream foursome be and why? Okay. Do they have to be golfers or it could just be anyone? Anybody, anybody. Okay. Be anybody. Um, I'd say I'd love to play with Andy Murray. He's one of my sporting heroes. Okay. Um, yeah. Fellow Scott. Uh-huh. I, I know he also plays golf, so I think uh-huh. he's like okay. a there you go. single figure handicap, so he can join. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'd love to play with Arnie, Arnold Palmer, if oh, he's yeah. still with us. Right. Um, what a legend. Mm-hmm. And I'd probably have maybe Lorena Ochoa. Um, I always remember yeah. when I was watching the LPGA growing up, she was always up there and number one, and she just seemed like an amazing role model. I was very sad when she retired. Right. Um, but yeah, I think she obviously does a lot more for the for the the game as well in Mexico. And I know she's still involved with it. So um, I'd love to play with her as well. Yeah, I that'd think be, that'd be, that'd a be gr- my four ball. I think that'd be a great force. I mean, you know, and like you said, yeah, bit kinda, different. yeah, of course, of course. Um, so for for not only the lady golfers, but, you know, who are you know, golfers that are trying to turn pro? You have any advice for them? You know, what maybe some maybe a little kind of guiding them in a certain direction? Yeah, I'd say 
definitely don't be in a rush to turn pro. Um, I think some people kind of rush the process a little bit. Um, I think amateur, the amateur game and like the places you can go with the amateur game is, is mm -hmm. amazing and you can yeah. get so many great experiences with that. Yeah. Um, so I'd say don't rush it, um, enjoy that. And then once you turn pro, um, I would say the other big thing is kind of get a good team around you, mm -hmm. um, a good support system, kind of your coach, um, maybe a psychologist if, if you want one, a trainer, mm -hmm. um, and obviously like, you know, your family and everything, but yeah, um, and a, a caddy as well, um, someone that you can trust and kind of lean on when you're out there um, is really important. So um, yeah, kind of get a good team around you and because um, you need that support system when you turn pro it's definitely it's can be can be lonely obviously hopefully make friends out there but um it's it's a tough it's a tough uh, gig so it's you want people around you that that um you that support you and kind of you can lean on yeah, I think, you know, having a support system is probably one of the biggest things, not only, I mean, I think that's great having it, of course, like you said, for professional and not only that, but I mean, even when you're growing up and stuff, like even in college, you know, get to know, get oh, to know your, yeah. your teammates, get to know people, make friends, like you said, when you're on tour, because it's only going to make the experience that much better. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's, I think that's great advice for you to have there. Um, kind of what, what's the coolest thing you've been able to experience or have access to from playing professional golf on the LPGA tour? I think mainly the traveling aspect, kind of yeah. seeing the world. Um, uh -huh. I just love travel, like you have to kind of love traveling because we travel so much. Um, but I especially love it and seeing the world and pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID we'll be able to do like touristy things on tour and kind of, you know, there's always usually um, without COVID, there's been like experiences to do during the week, maybe. Um, go see a baseball game or yeah. you know, go see the um, Golden Gate Bridge or something like that when you're mm -hmm. when you're traveling um, so it's just kind of doing other bits and pieces around outside mm -hmm. of golf um, and kind of seeing the world I think is probably the coolest thing I think that I, I think that's so cool you know just myself playing college golf I mean we don't travel everywhere but I mean just that traveling I think that's so cool like you said you know you're able to gonna go to do these different places go watch a baseball game go check out Golden Gate Bridge and do a little sightseeing and kind of explore more mm -hmm. outside of the you know besides golf I think it's not yeah. only it's not only going to make the trip you know more fun but I mean you'll be able to kind of have those experiences and memories there I think that's exactly that's, that's so cool and I thought of this question because everybody's got to have a club that they just absolutely trust and they absolutely love. So let's say you're standing on the tee box and you're looking down the fairway, you know, there's out of bounds left water hazard, righteous trouble on both sides. What club are you going to your bag to making sure that you find the fairway? I'm going to be honest. Okay. I'd probably still hit driver driver. All right. I'm, I'm pretty straight. So I I'm like pretty it. confident with it. So I think, if I'm confident with, you know, the tee shot, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hit driver. Cause I like as short a club as in as possible. So mm -hmm. yeah. um, as long as it's not like narrow thin, uh -huh. um, I'm going for driver. I think I like it. Driver. If not, if not seven wood, seven wood. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Good old like my seven wood. There you go. I am my favorite club. I love my hybrid in my bag. So I was, I was thinking, yes. I, mean, I had to think of something, you know, and I, I, I love that, you know, just go driver straight away. Yep. <laughs> It, yeah. it don't matter you know get the get the get the shortest amount you know shortest amount of distance you have in, yeah but. i pretty much hit driver everywhere apart from if like you need to lay back you know from, uh -huh. like if there's a water like right. across the fairway or something mm -hmm. um, have a run out you run out yeah so I pretty much hit driver other than that <laughs> 
love it. Hit and drive her everywhere she goes. <laughs> but um, what, what's yeah, I'm the... not quite Bryson, but you know, got to take advantage of that straightness. You know, there you go. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you hit it straight, you might as well hit the driver. I mean, you have to. Yeah. Um, what's I, I know you've played a lot of golf in your career. I, it might be kind of hard to narrow it down to one, but what's been the most memorable moment you've had while being on the golf course? It can be either in competition or just kind of, you know, messing around with some friends. Mm. Can, what, what would that memory be for you? Oh, it would definitely be the Curtis Cup, my mm -hmm. final hole in my singles match. Mm -hmm. um, I was one up going down the last. Well, there's actually a, a cool story to this because okay. yeah. it could have it could have ended badly because so I hadn't gone down 18 the whole week just because of match play. Right. So this is my first step since the practice round going mm -hmm. down 18. And it's it's a blind second shot. So you can't see, you can Got just it. see the top of the, the very top of the flag. Mm -hmm. And my caddy was lasering the flag and he gets, you know, like 130 or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So I've got my nine iron out. And then I'm about to hit hit the shot and he goes, stop, stop, stop. And he'd obviously like realized in his head that it can't be right. Uh -huh. um, so it ended up, he got, he got the top of the hill, not the, oh, the not flag. The flag. Yeah. So it was 160 in the end. Oh, that's um, a better. So yeah. So I would have hit this nine iron straight into the, this huge bunker, <laughs> yeah. uh, which not would not have been good. So I ended up hitting six iron onto the green about 30 foot. So thankfully he saved that. But anyway, I ended up making the putt. And Let's it was go. Kind of really big um, kind of, big breaker and um there was a lot of fans around the the green and i got a huge cheer and my parents were there and stuff so, oh that's um, amazing it was a cool finish yeah that's funny back to you off that's that, i'm gl obviously glad you did because yes very glad <laughs> would have just blown it right in the bunker to been like what okay i thought that was the what number the <laughs> and then yeah. shoot it again oh never mind yeah but that's a great moment like you said you know fans your parents are there making up you know a 30 foot putt like that i think that is so yeah. cool and like and that's funny you know you hadn't seen 18 all week besides a practice round so yeah. that's that's, so that's I, yeah it wasn't like oh that, i didn't think it was weird because i hadn't i didn't remember why i hit in the practice round so right, i was like oh, yeah. nine iron perfect should be good no nope. <laughs> That's funny. That's a great moment, yeah. though. You always no, forget that. Well. I'm sure you'll be you'll play that and you'll play that moment back in your head many, many times. Yeah, it's actually on YouTube, so I uh, sometimes rewatch it. <laughs> oh, really? I, I'm gonna check that out right after this. I want to. I want to relive that. But <laughs> heading into the last question here for you, kind of gets a little more serious. You know, who's inspired you to be the golfer slash person you are today? Ooh deep question it is like you it. know i like to end it you know you got to give credit where credit's due you know here so um so i'd say definitely as a person my parents for sure mm -hmm. yeah. um we're very close i'm an only child so it's um yeah they're two of my best friends for sure and they've kind of you know raised me i think very well and um uh, had a very good upbringing and everything and all the opportunities they've given me so definitely have to say my parents and as a golfer i'd say my coach, um, Lawrence Farmer, he's been with me since I was 12. Um, I'm 27 awesome. now, so it's yeah. been a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and he's always just inspired me and pushed me to be better and learn more, always learning. Um, he says he never stopped learning. And even he, he's in his 70s now and he's always learning. So it just kind of inspires you to always enjoy the moment and kind of he always says, smell the roses. So mm -hmm. there you um, go. yeah. I was, uh, yeah, definitely as a golfer, I think my coach, Lawrence. Love that. I love that. Like you said, you know, your parents, you know, the person you are and then your coach that the player you are. I think that's great that I love ending it on that question because, 
you, you know, like I said, as you go through, as you even grow up just playing golf, you know, you, you have certain people that are, you know, always behind you and you're able to, mm-hmm. you know, mention those people and give credit where credit's due. So I love, love hearing that new response there. And um, I mean, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Donato. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Like I said, I wish you nothing but the best. I'll watch your results, post you up on the Instagram whenever I see you out there playing. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. All righty. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.